when you change your money story, everything changes. And because when you, you start to be conscious of, oh, of this investment, it transfers to time, it transfers to your relationships, it transfers to just anything you're doing, right? Whether you're spending your time, your money, or your energy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we attract ways and find new ways to achieve those two goals. And we invite friends on to help us. And right now, before we get started, is an excellent time for you to click the subscribe button and the share button and send this off to someone who you know will absolutely 100% benefit from Cassie Parks, who Cassie is the fairy godmother of, she's going to grant your wishes with just a, a tip of her wand, <laughs> her magic <laughs> wand of, 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 of uh, what do I want to say? Not, I, I, I don't want to say intelligence. She's going to tap her magic wand of manifestation abilities on your, on your forehead or on your nose. And, and you are going to be able to manifest more than just parking spots. You're going to be able to manifest the life of your dreams. Cassie is a best-selling author and she has helped many, many thousands of people to manifest an amazing life and a really amazing amount of money. So <laughs> Cassie, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love, uh, I love talking about money and financial independence and living the life of your dreams. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I saw on your website that you retired yourself at 32. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. And that has been, let's see, I'm, I just turned 40. So that was eight years ago. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I keep saying next year is my year next year. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, and one year will be next year, you know, that's how we live into it. Exactly. So Cassie, I mean, how, I mean, at 32, that's pretty impressive. So were you always sort of a master manifestor? Did you sort of start off early in life, like, like being able to figure out exactly what you wanted and, and, and to get it and attract it to yourself? No. So I will say, <laughs> I had the experience that most people I think have when they manifest is it's like, they're really successful that first time, or you learn about the law of attraction, you're really successful. So that was me when I was 13. It, the first thing I ever manifested that I remember was money. So there was a, um, there was a fundraiser for like choir and band. And if you sold, you know, I think it was five things the first night you got entered into a drawing and there were five $20 bills that they were drawing for. So I went and I sold that stuff and that was easy. And before I went to bed, I closed my eyes and I visualized hearing, you know, sitting in my chair in my spot in choir, looking up, you know, seeing them pull out the paper and hearing my name and walking down and getting my $20. And the next day I was the third name called um, for that. And so that was my first time manifesting my first time manifesting money. And I would say, then it was another, a lot of years, <laughs> <laughs> at least 15, it was probably 15 years before I understood enough. And I did stopped pushing because for my early twenties, I pushed what I thought was the law of attraction. I believed in it, but I was pushing, I wasn't manifesting. So what's the difference? Explain, explain to us, because I'm sure you're not the only person to ever make that mistake. Yeah, definitely not. I have a lot of clients that do that. So when you're pushing, it's, okay, I'm going to set this intention and then I'm going to go do a hundred things to try and make it happen. Or, and pushing looks like two things. It looks like howing. So, okay, I want to 
manifest an extra $10,000. And then you go, if you have a business, you're like, okay, that's five new clients. And so I'm going to put out um, 20 new posts a day and I'm going to do this. And, and you have this very long list of things that are going to make it happen, right? And the other way, so that's howing. The other way that people push is by trying to do all the law of attraction things. You know, I call it a manifesting to-do list. They have it, it's a mile long. Um, and they're either not living their life because they're trying to manifest 24 seven and, or they're just feeling guilty because they have this long list of things they think they should be doing every day to get what they want. And then they're just feeling guilty at the end of the day because they didn't do it. So tell me how you figured that out. How did you, how did you get to, to where you are today? And you can like start at, at the crib if you want and, and work your way up or whatever, whatever the highlights <laughs> that you think would make you most interested in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I went through a phase, you know, I wanted, I thought I always wanted to be a counselor. And then I realized when I was getting my master's, I wanted to be a coach. So I started studying different things and I wanted my own business, one of my own business. And I was pushing, I was doing everything. I worked on that business 24 seven. I can't tell you what I was doing, but I was always working <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, you weren't, what, what were you doing? You know, but I was always doing something. I had a full-time job and I remember getting to this place. I was sitting in my car. I don't know where I was, but I had this very strong visual of being in my car and being like, what is it that you really want? And I was like, to be financially independent, to not have to go to work. And so I really shifted my focus from trying to build my business to get out of work to, okay, I want to be financially independent. That was my intention when I was 19. At this point, I was probably 27 or eh, 26, 25. And I said, that's it. I don't want to push to have this life while my life sucks because I'm trying to work all the time. And in that moment, it was like, okay, that's it. And I kind of just stopped everything for a little bit and really focused on self-love and enjoying my life more. And through inspiration was led pretty quickly um, to the path to be able to leave my job. That's amazing. Did you know that it was the path? Do you know what I mean by that? Kind of say a little more for listeners, because I think I understand. But so when sometimes you get an idea or an inspiration or you get sort of attracted to a certain way, a certain path. Okay, so I'll tell you, I often argue with my inner being. Like my inner being will say, do this thing. I'll be like, oh, that doesn't make sense. That's not logical, blah, blah. And then later <laughs> on, I think, oh, shoot, you know, my inner being is so smart. I really should have done that thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm kind of saying. Like, did you immediately say, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going there. Or were you sort of like, mm, you know, is there any trepidation or any sort of? Um, for me in that moment, there wasn't trepidation. I feel like I might have ignored it in the past, but in the moment, because it was, it happened a little bit, not the full idea at once. So I actually had a couple investment properties because I turned the first house that I lived into. Um, all my roommates moved out and I was like, this is too big. There was a downturn in the market. So I actually bought a house down the street that was smaller, a lot less than rented that one. Um, and so there was a couple things that came into my life, like really, oh, that's passive income. It doesn't matter if it's $100 a month, like that is passive income and really starting to see that. And then when I kind of let everything go, there was one weekend and I had this, just this thought was like, I wonder what the least expensive house in Denver is. And this was obviously probably 10 years ago. And um, so I just looked it up 
And I thought, huh. And I was like, I want to go see that. And so I called the realtor and we went to see it. Well, while we were seeing it, someone else had put in an offer. So I didn't get that place, but it sparked that. I, I ran the numbers and I'm like, oh, I couldn't, I have the money in my account now. And I had been working on my money mindset this whole time and shifting how I invested money and spent money and all of that. And I'm like, I could buy this now. And that's another 300 a month. And I'm like, okay, like that adds now there's 400, right? And so that really got started and I didn't get that place, but I kept looking. And the difference for me when I wasn't pushing was I was being patient. I would look when it felt good. I wasn't like every day, like, oh my God, what's for sale? I have to find another condo that I can do this with. It was like, okay, let me look today or let me, you know, and I don't even think I had the realtor set the thing up, you know, where they they can tell you, but I just would look when it felt good. And it was a slower process. So, and then I opened up and then, um, you know, another step to it was when I bought um, one place after that, I was like, Ooh, we ran into somebody who had just bought like a two bedroom or something. And they told us what they paid or they were looking or something. And I'm like, Oh, I could like get a two bedroom and that would pay the mortgage on this one bedroom. And so it was just following these little thoughts without the pressure or trying to force it to happen. Do you think that there's that there's something to that, this idea of not pushing? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. It's funny because, you know, you said even if it's $100, the very first podcast interview that I had, he has a, a podcast called The Cashflow Guys. And he, that's exactly what he said. He said, figure out a way to make $100 passive and then just keep on doing it and just do it as many times as you need to do to make sure that you, you know, Tyler Chef, um, to make sure that, you know, to get the amount of money you want. I'm like, yep, that's it. Yes. And you just said it. Oh, I figured out how to make a hundred dollars passive. And I just did that a million times. <laughs> or yeah. Whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it gets, when you don't push, it gets bigger, but yeah, what most people do is they're like, oh, I have to figure out how to make a million dollars right now. So they're chasing all of these ideas instead of taking the step and the step and the step. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Cool. So that was, that was your path to being able to retire and and say, okay, that's it. I don't need to work anymore. Yeah. Um, I ended up, so when I bought that one property and learned about that two bedroom, it sold before I could, you know, get it. But I was like, oh, okay. That's what I want. I want a one bedroom that, and actually it was reverse. I want a one bedroom that pays for my two bedroom. And I'm like, this is possible. And so it was open, open. And it worked out a different way than I thought it would. Um, My sister was actually looking for a new house at the same time with a yard. And so we were both kind of looking and I'm like, hey, there's a lot of houses in Denver that are broken up. They were bigger houses that are broken up into more like condos. And I said, what if we pooled our money? We looked for that. And she was like, you know, we're open, whether we found one together or whatever, Um, we found a property where she could have the bottom, she could have the yard. I had a two bedroom condo upstairs, like totally my own space. And I got the carriage house in back. That was a one bedroom. And that one bedroom paid the entire mortgage, all the bills. Um, and so that was the, the next piece that I needed. Um, yeah. And then I was able to leave my corporate job. Nice. That's amazing. And now I mean, how did you know that you were like ready? Because this is actually something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is like, how do you know that you're ready to leave your mm-hmm. corporate job? Yeah. I mean, you weren't saying, oh no, what if there's a downturn in the market? What if I lose a tenant, blah, blah, blah. You just knew 
Okay. How did, how did you, how did that knowing come about? It was both a knowing. And for me, I'm really big on leveraging the law of attraction in our mindset. I'm really big on having the money mindset that isn't desperate. Right. And so part of that is understanding the numbers and your money. And so for me, I understood, okay, how much do I need in my bank account to make me feel safe? Right. That I could cover something like, okay, if I have to cover two months while I'm changing out tenants or something like that, Um, you know, it it was really part of that. And then just feeling ready um, and knowing. And for me, when I left, I made the choice, you know, I'm going to live on a lot less than I made. And I was okay with that because for me, it was like, I'd rather have freedom. I'll figure out how to make more money, but I want the freedom now to have the space to learn how to make more money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's key actually. Don't you think that this idea of like accumulating a lot of junk and stuff and car payments and whatever, you know, like, Oh, okay. I have this, this amazing, I actually was just talking about this to somebody today. Like if you, if you, I want this incredible sports car, I want to drive a Maserati. Okay. Well you can buy the Maserati today and be in debt, or you can wait five years and then have the Maserati paid for, right? Like all yeah. the, not that I want a Maserati, but you know what I mean? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So Cassie, bring us up to today and tell us like, like, what do you, when you, once you left your corporate job and you said, mm-hmm. oh, wow, now I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. How did that turn into, into your today life? Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to coach, but I had, you know, I didn't know what my niche would be. I, I, you know, knew it would be something about six months before I left my job, I'd had this inspiration of a course. Cause like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'd been working on my money mindset because that I had to change that in order to become the person who could both manifest the money, you know, the passive income and who could live that life, who could step into this freedom. Right. And so I had to shift that along the way. And So I'd gotten really good at that. And I was inspired. I was talking to a friend, um, she was actually in an MLM and she said, you know, I don't know whether to follow up with people. People say they don't have the $350 or whatever. And I don't know if that's an excuse. So I don't talk to them or that's for real. And I said, oh, like we got off the phone and I'm like, I could help anyone manifest $350 (laughs) and just like inspiration. I wrote down this course and I'm like, this is what I would tell them to do. Right. And I told her, you know, then you can give them the, if they do the course, you know, it was the money. If they don't do it, you know, it was just that. Right. And so that was really what I had thought that would be. But when I quit my job, even though I had money in the bank and I had money to live off of, and it was the same amount I'd been living off of because I was only living off half my salary anyway, and saving and investing the rest. And, um, but something there was, I could feel a shift in like a little bit of worry. And I'm like, I got to do that course. Like for me, I want, I know enough to know I have to get my mindset in, you know, on track and be very powerful if I'm going to stay out of my job. Right. And so I, um, I I wrote the course and I did it and then I released it. Um, It was the best thing I'd ever done. I mentioned pushing in my business before the most I'd ever had anyone in a course was two people. I had over 170 people the first time I launched this course. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Um, and so after that, that's what people wanted to learn more about manifesting money and because it was a money manifesting course. Yeah. And so that has really 
Um, that was where I started. And then I evolved the process and I do a lot of future self work. So the money manifesting is step one, future work is second. And that is, you know, mostly what I do. I live my life and I coach people and um, have not traveled as much the last two years, but prior to that, you know, I would go live at the beach for a month or I would go, you know, stay with friends, do whatever um, felt good. Yeah. 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 Amazing. So I was just thinking about your online course. Now, mm-hmm. when you first said, okay, I'm going to do this course, did you just mm-hmm. sort of say, bring me some people like to the universe and, and they kind of appeared or did you do something special to like attract them into the course? Uh, I did something special. So I had um, come in contact with scripting um, and what I knew when I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to launch this course. Like I, w- I said to myself, I know how to be a coach who doesn't attract clients. I need to learn. <laughs> I can teach a class on that. <laughs> right. I know what that feels like. I know what that looks like. I, I know that experience. If I'm going to attract clients, I have to practice and get that experience of being the coach who has clients. And so when I wrote that course, I, I did a technique called scripting, which my definition is um, speaking or writing um, as if it's already happened. Um, and I have a specific formula to do that. But back then I, I would just sit down and before I started writing a course, I would write so many people are manifesting money. I love this. It's so much fun. You know, Gina manifested $5,000 and she's so happy and everything is good. And, um, you know, Juliet is growing and I would script before I wrote. And if I got to a place in the middle where I'm like, I don't know what to say next, I would just stop and I would script because I knew I had to know what it felt like to have, first of all, clients, and then also, (laughs) right, that are successful and they're showing up and they're doing the work. I had to have that experience. So for the two, almost three months that I wrote that course, I scripted that every day. And that is, that's a lot of what I teach now. So when I teach, we start with doing some money things and then we do some scripting like that about money. Once we've built up to this person that you can be, we'll do some scripting. And then I have an in-depth future self that we also do the scripting. Cool, cool. So tell me um, right now, today in your business, how do people find you? Like, do you feel like, yeah, how do people find you? How do people know, how do they know they need you and how do they find you? (laughs) so they always they find me um it's so interesting because I you know I ask they just find and so it'll be something like oh I've never looked up law of attraction podcast before I don't even listen to podcasts but I looked it up and I found your podcast or they'll find a book online or you know just yesterday somebody um came into the course and she's like I picked up your I read your book two years ago and I was just inspired to pick it back up And then she joined. And so, you know, they find me randomly. I wouldn't say not randomly, but randomly. Um, And what was the second question? Well, it's just, how do they know they need you? Oh, how do they know they need me? Um, They know that they need me because they want to know how to make the law of attraction work. They've been trying to manifest money and they don't know how, or they resonate with, I figured out that there's about five money stories that people default to. And so they'll see themselves in those stories and they'll go, okay, yeah, I'm a money chaser. I need to 
write a different story. <laughs> Interesting. So how did that, how does, how do you work with people when they come, when they first come to you, mm-hmm. do they usually have a goal or how, did, how, do, how do you sort of begin the process? Um, so I begin um, the bigger process with manifesting $10,000. Mm-hmm. That's our intention um, because it's big enough that most people can't figure out how to how it right? They could figure out, go get, you know, but it's generally big enough that you're like, oh, I don't know how that's going to happen. And that's important for your brain and manifesting, because if you can't figure out the how it's a lot harder, right? You can't not harder. It's easier because you're not going to fall into that trap as easy (laughs) of like, how is this going to happen? Right. Um, And also it's, you know, it's big enough that it's that stretch, but it's not so big that your brain is overloaded and like, this is never going to happen in sort of fights against you for it. And I learned that by teaching the course, you know, in the beginning it was called money, money, money. And we just attract any amount of money. And I would let people say, okay, what amount do you want? And what I noticed is those that are like, Oh, $10 million. They're, they're gone after three days. Of course. But there was, you know, this sweet spot of just this little bit, not little bit, 10,000 is a lot, but in the grand scheme of what people want, taking that first step, um, was very powerful. And so that's where we start is that intention. And then there's daily exercises that lead you to open up and receive that and notice that that's coming, um, which is fun. It's difficult though. I mean, do you find that people are, um, that they're getting in their own way, sort of saying like, oh, you know, how, how can this happen? There's no way I can do this. Or is that how part of what you need to help people work through. Yeah. So sometimes, um, that happens. Um, I do, there's a couple things. So my program is very small steps at a time. So we kind of trick your brain into not knowing that we're changing you. So we have that <laughs> le- less resistance from that, right. Trying to, your brain trying to keep you the same. Um, but also now, which was available in the very beginning, but now there's coaching with my program. So when somebody hits that, Hey, I don't know. I'm feeling frustrated or I don't know how that's going to happen. How do I believe they can come to a coaching call and they can get that answer and get coached through it? Yeah. 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 Cause I can see how, and I've, I know I've had this same experience myself where I've thought, for example, I um, am part of this mastermind group. Mm-hmm. And the first time I joined it, I joined because a friend asked me to, and I said, yeah, fine. I'll join your little mastermind, you know? And, and it was all about, you know, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And you read the book and, you, and, and you're supposed to set this goal and say it every day. And, and the whole time I'm saying, you know, like, what are the, you know, this thing happened, you know, <laughs> like the back yeah. of my mind, I'm thinking this is, and because the goal was, like you say, it was too big. My brain was saying, you know, get a grip, you know? And so mm-hmm. it just the opposite happens, right? You just, yeah. So tell me about your podcast. You mentioned it before. And that's how some people find you. How did you get, how did you get started with that? Yeah. Um, so I have two, I, I love talking and I had a podcast even way back when I was trying to force my business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have, um, two, I have one where I interview is inspired a couple of years ago to start 
um, having my clients tell their stories because that's both powerful for them because it locks in your brain like, oh, I've grown from here to here, mm-hmm. right? But also as listeners, when we hear other people have done it and we hear what got in their way and, and we know that they've gotten better, we start to see ourselves in them and believe like, oh, she's a mom of four kids and she did that. I could probably do it, or I might be able to do it, you know? Oh, she was, you know, single and had a high powered job and, and left and did this. I might be able to do that if I'm single and I have a high powered corporate job. And uh, so listening to those stories is powerful, both for those telling it in that. So that is one of mine where we just go through um, and right now they air about a year at a time. So it'll be a year of growth from, you know, whatever they've gone through and all the things that are happening and all of that. And then I have a podcast called Manifest It Now with a close friend of mine. And we just talk about living the law of attraction, We pick a topic and we talk about how it applies and we laugh a lot and uh, have a lot of fun. And, um, you know, that was inspired. I wanted to have a show like that. And I actually had one with a friend and it kind of petered out because she wasn't as committed. And so I told my co-host, Hey, like, this is my idea. Do you want to do it? She's like, I don't know if I could talk for that long. Well, 300 (laughs) episodes later, we're able to find (laughs) enough to talk about. Um, And just for listeners, I feel like someone needs to hear this. You know, we were on a a network before and the network person, I think there were 10 or 12 shows. And at one time we were the top, we were in the top three under her show that had been around the longest and the second longest show. And then it was us. And she told me one time um, I was speaking on a cruise that she put on and she's like, I didn't think your show was going to go. I didn't think people would listen to you to talk or only a half an hour. And I was like, I knew it would work. And so, um, you know, just for anyone who's anyone has ever told them like that won't work. If you know, it works. If you, if you feel called, it's going to work. Right. Yeah. If you build it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's true. Like you're, you're getting the message right in your ear and Mm -hmm. don't let the naysayers have their way, right? I mean, yeah. there's the people who can't see it. They, they don't hear it, you know? I mean, they're not getting the, the, the whisper. They're not getting the idea. So they, mm-hmm. they're, they're letting their doubtingness come in and getting hung up on the how or the howing. Absolutely. Don't get hung up on the howing. Mm-hmm. So tell me about uh, the, your, your pay after offer your pay after manifesting offer. That's, yeah. that is unique. I think <laughs> it is. I've never uh, met anyone else. I've heard people see it and they're like, Oh, I want to do that. Um, but when I, so back when I first started, I, you know, when I was writing that course and scripting, like we talked about, I said, all right, what's the investment for this? And I'm like, I just heard that whisper, like, let like, let it be a percentage, 10%. So it doesn't matter if somebody manifests a hundred dollars, if that's where they're at and they pay 10. If I had people that first round manifest $25,000 and pay me $2,500. And for me, that's more fun because every time I get money coming in, I'm like, they have more money and I have more money. And so the course went through different iterations. And about a year ago, I opened it back up to pay after you manifest and added the coaching with it. And, um, so yeah, so anyone can, you, you apply, 
you get accepted and you agree that you're going to pay 10% of what you manifest that's over and above. So not your paycheck, you know, if you make 4,000 a month, that's 4,000, but you get an extra thousand dollars, you pay a hundred, you win the lottery for a million dollars, you're paying a hundred thousand and you, you know, you say yes yeah. um, to that. I just had a client win $17,000 and she just cool. did 10% of that. Yeah. Probably very gladly. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's a chance that everybody can start where they are, you know, and that is important for me because if you're willing to do the work, I know the program works. It's been proven over and over again that it works. And I trust the universe is always providing for me so I can serve everybody, you know, whether they manifest a thousand dollars or they manifest a hundred thousand or a million dollars. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I'm really, and like you say, the feeling that you get, right? Yeah. Like you say, every time I get a check, I'm like, wow, I helped somebody manifest $25,000. That's <laughs> awesome, right? It's not even so much about the money, the check you got. That's a representation of how successful the program is, how successful you've been. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part. It's like getting the update and getting the money. I'm like, yes, they have this much more money. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had mentors of your own along the, along the way? Uh, yeah. So I did a business mentorship, um, man. And like, I think it was 15 and 16. Um, she was also my book publisher. So she was a mentor in learning how to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote seven books under her. Uh, <laughs> think about how many there was six, <laughs> um, nonfiction and one fiction. Cool. Um, and so learning how to do that skill and learning how to build a business parts of how to build a business. And then I took that mentorship and had to apply it to what I was teaching about my future self and learn how to take that sort of, this is how you do it, um, advice and figure out how that works for my future self and the business and life that I want to lead. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So tell me about, you You just were saying you were writing fiction books and I saw that on your website, I mean, on your email. Tell me about that. That's fun. I've always wanted to write a mystery. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just inspired. I was actually writing, um, what was I writing? Double Your Business in Italy. And a friend of mine was writing uh, a fiction book. She had been a fiction writer or she, and she had had these characters for years that she wanted to write. So we were writing books with our mentor and that's what she was writing. And as we were there and I'm in the pool, like the infinity pool, we're looking the vineyard and the Mediterranean. Uh, I'm just having this character come to me and these different lessons that I learned that I could put into a character story. And, um, and so that's what I did. That was the first one. And then there was another story. I'm like, okay, whose story is this? And it was a character that was in that. And so then that became kind of the prequel um, because it was that character in the, the first book that I read, but is technically second in time. She kind of had a friend that she met that guided her to that next level. And it was like, how did that friend get to that next level? Um, and so there's more in that series and there's lots of series, but yeah, it was something I wanted to see. Could I do this? Could I, could I bring this story to life? And yeah. Fun. So it's, it's not like a fiction. It's more of a, um, not a parable, but along those lines, right? It's something that when you read the book, it's going to teach you something. Yeah. It's not just just a complete like diversion. 
Yeah. I mean, it's very fun and you will get lost in it, but yeah, the titles are also the lessons, you know, and I have clients that they're, you know, own it. One client pops into mind, own it is one of the books and she, for her, that is it. And she goes back to that and she remembers that character and how she learned to own what she wanted and to ask for what she wanted and to get what she wanted. And yeah. Awesome. So before we leave this sort of, um, category or whatever you want to call it before we leave this sort of section of the podcast tell people how they can buy your books because I think that that a lot of us learn better that way right to learn with a a fun story with some interesting characters that can distract your mind and teach you something by accident that is a lot of fun how can folks get get a hold of those books um they're on amazon so own it and um choose me choose me I like it yeah (laughs) so own it you can just go on Amazon and own it or choose me. Um, and so if you want to read them in technical chronological order, own it comes first. And then choose. <laughs> but if you want to read it in the order in which it was written and you can do yep. it. <laughs> then choose me comes first and own it is second. Cool. That's fun. Okay. So now let's say that I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I am listening. <laughs> let's say that I'm one of the listeners. <laughs> And I, and I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. I definitely want to take the course and I definitely want to do all that stuff. But like, what can I do like today that can start me in the right direction? Are there some sort of things that you can recommend that people just like? Yes. Uh, So one of my favorite, and this is easy. You can literally start today is to change the word spend to invest. Because when we spend money, we, our mind is like, it's gone right? So number one, and, but when we invest money, we expect a return on it. And so, yeah. I'm going to invest in like a Gucci bag, right? (laughs) Right. And if you, if you invest, so then when you look at it, like, okay, this is an investment. If it is a Gucci bag, you pause and your brain is like, okay, am I going to get a return? And for some people, the return, the way they feel when they walk out the house, out of the, out the house, out of the house with a Gucci bag is it, that return on investment pays every single day, right? And for some people, it's nothing and there is no return. And when we start to learn that and our mind is like, okay, I'm buying this thing, right? I'm going into a random store and I just spent 50 bucks did I just get the return of the high from spending money or am I getting a return on investment? Like, do I love what I bought? Is it food? Right. Is it um, like, am I investing in my health or, you know, feeding myself or, you know, when you're making your mortgage payment, a lot of people will look at that as the debt. They'll be frustrated. Oh, this is so big. I have to pay it every month. But if you look at that, like that's the investment in housing your family or you, Right. right. It's the investment that you use every single day. So even just starting to see the things that we have to pay for, quote unquote, as investments, we see that return versus just money going away. We see what yeah. we're getting from it. And then other things, if we start to, okay, am I spending money or am I investing money? Oh, I'm just spending money. I don't need to do that. You know, that was what I did. I would go to the clearance rack And I would get this high from filling this huge bag that when I would move at times that, that all those clothes had all the tags on it. Right. Because I wasn't investing in 
what made me happy or what I was going to get a return on. I was just spending money for that quick high in that moment. Wow. That's a great way to look at things. And, and as you say, like, sometimes you'll say, yes, this is an investment because it's going to change my attitude. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to make me more confident. It's going to help me to impress the people at the golf club, whatever kind of foolishness. But, but if, but you can also look at it and say, no, you know, this isn't, this is just spending random money. It's a waste. And then, and then you, you, it's not as much fun, right? You, yeah. without working at it, you're kind of talking yourself out of it. Absolutely. And that's what I did. You know, when I mentioned earlier, like I was living off of half my salary, I loved my life and it didn't mean, you know, I would go to hundred dollar dinners with my friends sometimes have amazing experiences. But for me, one of the things when I started to look at an invest versus spend is I'm like, yeah, I don't want to spend $10 eating out every night. I want to go with my friends and I want to have this amazing meal at an amazing place with an amazing cocktail and have an experience. And that just happened naturally when I started thinking about it. I didn't go, oh, I should cut out all of this stuff. Right. And that's very much what I teach is if we're investing in our happiness, we naturally spend less because we're, we're doing it, you know, very consciously. When you want those higher quality experiences. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so good. And that's, it's interesting because here in the summertime, I'm in Boston in the summertime, this year things came back, but you know, there's so many fun outdoor things to do in the summertime that are all free, but there's such the experiences, you know, they're worth a million bucks, you know, cause it's so fun and you're outside and it's summertime and you just feel so good, you know? And, and there are other things where you just like, it costs something and you just feel like, even though, you know, even though it didn't cost that much, it was not fulfilling, right? It was too much. I just paid this five bucks was too much for this experience. You know, I'd rather save a bunch of five bucks and have this really fun, amazing experience. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if people just start that, I mean, I have a couple more, but people start that today. That is really what, you know, makes that shift. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. Yep. That's, and that's an instant mindset shift. Yeah. And you can, you know, what you do, I don't know if you were going to talk about this already. I'm sorry if I took this out from under you, but um, you can think of it the same way with your time, right? Am am I spending this time or am I investing this time? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I always say when you change your money story, everything changes. And because when you, you start to be conscious of Oh, of this investment, it transfers to time, it transfers to your relationships, it transfers to just anything you're doing, right? Whether you're spending your time, your money, or your energy. Yeah. If those are all places where you invest in your happiness, life changes pretty quickly. Boy, that is so true. Awesome. Thank you. That was like a light bulb. I love that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay. <laughs> okay, so do you have another tip for us? Uh, yeah. So I like to, a lot of times when it comes to money and people like, you know, creating financial independence, you want to be aware of where your money goes, because I think people who are financially independent, they got there because they were aware. Right. Um, but I think budgeting is always seen. It's not a four letter word, but a lot of people see it as a four letter word. (laughs) So I need to change that to budget for attraction. What do I want to spend money on? What, you know, and this goes back to investing. Right. But I think 
so often when people go to budget, there's this list of things and there's this very annoying thing that happens in my budget app. They're like, oh, you spend more or less than the average American on this. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what everybody else does. This is for me. But I think that's where we get in trouble with budgeting. Oh, I should spend here, but I shouldn't spend there. And so we're not, again, it's keeping us from investing in our happiness and what we want. So I like to look at a budget. Is my budget for attraction? And where I start with budgeting is, okay, what do I want to spend money on? And instead of what am I spending money on? Okay, where do I want to be spending money? What makes me happy, right? And how much do I want to spend there? And then I work backwards to see if I'm in alignment with that instead of, oh, you're supposed to spend X percentage on your house and X percentage on this and only this percentage on food, right? What do I want? What makes me happy? What makes my life amazing? And then it's easier to make those choices. This is another level of investing versus spending, but it's easier to make that choice. Like, oh yeah, I don't want that because I really want to spend here. Uh, You know, I had a client that I interviewed recently and she was like, her interviews are actually coming out right now. And she goes, I learned, I, I want more in my savings account instead of to spend that money. Like it's, it's become an easy choice because what I want is more there. I want to see that in a bigger number more than I want a shopping bag of stuff. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it's funny. Cause while you were saying that I was thinking about some of the things that are on my list. I mean, I, there's no reason why I'm not already, for example, taking guitar lessons. There's no reason why I'm not already doing that. It's on my list of things that I'm going to do. But yes. but I was just thinking about like that type of a choice. Like, let's say that I, you know, have a latte every day and I go out to lunch and that ends up being 15 or $20 a day. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the end of the week and you're like, I could be spending that $100 a week to take guitar lessons. And that would serve me so much better and giving up that lunch and the latte would be so easy. Like I'm just going to eat my peanut butter sandwich for lunch because I'm taking guitar lessons or, you know, like just to think, like you say, how do I really want, what's really important to me. And then the other stuff is just going to kind of just naturally flake, flake away because it's, it's not really, you're not getting any joy from it. Yes. Yeah. Great tip. Great tip. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I have one more, if you want it, if we have time. Absolutely. Um, Count all of the extra money coming to your life. You know, so many people will say, I want more money. I want to manifest more money. I'm intending more money. And then they don't count it when it shows up because it generally starts small. You know, it starts going to, I've always loved this. I have a client and she went in, her favorite coffee was on sale for like $5 off a bag. You know, she was going to buy it anyway, but there's $5 because her timing was right, right? Because she's lining up and she's manifesting. So write that down. If somebody buys you lunch, write down that 10 or $15. If they buy you coffee, like that's $5. Count the extra money that's coming into your life now. Count the penny, the nickel, the dime you find on the ground now and celebrate that because your brain will see more money coming in. You're training yourself to be aware and to take that a step further, you know, if, if you were planning on buying lunch and your friend says, Oh no, I'm going to buy you lunch. And it was $10, right. Take that out of your account because you were planning on spending that and put it in a jar on your desk and see how much more money is coming in your life. And then consciously choose how you want to invest that extra money. Well, that is such a great idea, man. And you know, what's funny that you say that because, um, I've already today found 26 cents. 
Amazing. Right. But one of them I had to work for. I was, I I did the laundry and I looked and like the way my washing machine works, it's one of those top loader, like the newer ones. And it's got like a, a ridge. And I said, what is that in there? And it was a penny and I had to get a knife and dig it out. (laughs) (laughs) But I said, but now, and I was just, I just put it in my pocket, but no, I need to start a jar for those, those exact type of things. I love that. And you, and you're right because your brain starts to say, not that you're tricking your mind, but you're just making your mind aware, right? Like, yes, look, look how much we're getting. Look at, you know, the coins are piling up. Now we got bills coming in. Look out, you know? Yes. (laughs) And things like that do happen. I actually found it's so strange yesterday. No, Sunday, I was walking on the beach and, and there were, I, I live, across the street from the beach so every morning that's my morning I walk on the beach every morning and I found this whole array of stuff that someone had it's like an alien abduction you know there's like goggles you know like swim goggles and there's and they all had been they might have got washed out but anyway there was a dollar a nice sandy dollar sitting there on the beach next to the, picking this baby up you know put that in my pocket and then I get the 26 cents I'm like I gotta start a jar for this yes <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Seeing that stuff piling up. That was good. Awesome. So are there some like favorite besides your own, of course, which we absolutely mm-hmm. have to check out. Are there any sort of favorite books or favorite podcasts that you, that you like that, um, that sort of you think would help folks to sort of get themselves in the right mindset to accept the money that's sitting there waiting for them? <laughs> Um, so mostly my own books, I will tell you the two books that probably made the biggest difference way back when for me or opened my mind, um, not even book, but just Robert Kiyosaki in general, right. Rich dad, poor dad was the first time I had my mind open, like, oh, there's a choice to do this differently. There is sort of two ways of being in life. Um, and how do you step into this other one? So, um, that was probably that was 20 years ago, you know, when I read Robert Kiyosaki, um, I like, um, millionaire mindset, Mm -hmm. um, like the T Harvecker book, because again, it's showing us choice. I can choose this. I can choose that. Um, but for applications, I do my own stuff. Like I, so I don't have a, I don't have a list because I, um, there's things I listen to for fun, but for me, I found what works for me. And I think the biggest thing that people don't do, or the biggest thing that gets in people's way of being successful is they don't know when to stop seeking the information and to start applying it. Um, and so I, I, I will seek out if I want to know a specific thing, or I'm ready to take something next level, or I want to do this. Um, but that usually comes by inspiration. I'll be wondering like, Hey, I wonder how this works in the brain. And that video will show up or somebody will, you know, I'll just find it. Um, But for me, I haven't read, um, read a book in a long time because I just apply my stuff. I do the things that I've been doing for the last seven years that have moved me forward. I just keep doing it on a deeper level. Yeah, that's true because you're right. It's interesting. I've listened to both sides of the equation, you know, both people saying, oh, you have to read at least 30 minutes a day of some sort of, you know, helpful stuff or you know um what i want to say self-help type thing right and 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 then other people are like i just read fiction and i just have fun and that's just how my (laughs) life goes and you know i'm just i'm attracting good stuff because i'm a happy healthy you know person and life is good right yeah (laughs) 
Because there is that. Even I was reading it in, in one of your books that, that when you're seeking, it means you don't have it. So if you yeah. want to get yourself into a mindset that you have it, then you can't, you got to stop looking for it, right? Because you have it already. So yeah, very wise, very good. So um, anything that I wish that you wish I would have asked you, anything else that you'd like to share? Um, this is just coming. I don't know why, but this story keeps coming up. So somebody is going to love it. Um, you know, I had this client and, um, she's amazing. She's still in my orbit. And, um, but when she was going through manifest 10 K, you know, her, her husband was manifesting all these free pizzas, you know, they'd mess up and say, get a free pizza. And she's like, it's not happening for me. It's not happening. Like, and so we taught like, you know, and we coached a lot on this. She's like, it's not happening. It's not happening. Well, it took a little while, but what she manifested was a new job and a raise and you will love this. And then when she got that new job, she was in charge of ordering pizza because they gave pizza to the office every Friday. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't know that that pizza delivery was like a a key. This is like a sign that it's going. (laughs) And, and so it's, you know, it's step back and saying, I would say to her, I was like, do you want pizza or do you want money? Like, yes, this is happening for him and it's awesome, but it doesn't mean what's happening for you isn't happening behind the scenes. And then to see that, oh yeah. And it came with free pizza every Friday. (laughs) So there husband. Yeah. (laughs) Got you beat on that one. Right. (laughs) It's resting. That is funny because, well, it's, one of the things I hear, I listen, I like to listen to Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. listened to them, but one of the things is like that they sort of say is if you, you know, if you could just like say, oh, I want this and it just appears. I mean, that's, that's like hell. People think that would be heaven. That's like hell. You know, it, there's no fun, right? It's the journey. It's like figuring out it's the person you become. It's the people you meet. It's the really fun, interesting, crazy experiences that you have that you like, don't discount that right? That funness, yeah. like, yeah, okay, sure. I'd like to open my bedroom closet and say, oh shit, I, I forgot I had this $25,000 in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I found it again. You know, like, no, it's actually a lot more fun to be like, oh, I'm going to make this money or this money comes to me because, uh, you know, I got invited to a trip to Paris. And then somebody said, oh yeah. I mean, I actually was, when I was taking that same course, that, you know, I mean, I was in that mastermind that I was telling you about and I was trying to manifest, I, I don't know, that's probably what it was. I think it was 25 or $50,000. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, how could this come to me? And I thought, well, you know, I'm on, I'm on the beach in the morning. Like maybe I could find like a, a pirate's coin that washes up on the shore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That could happen. <laughs> but you're right. You don't have to think how it's going to happen. You just think, right what life looks like when you already have it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Th- awesome. Cassie, thank you so much for being with us today. It was really a blast talking to you. I can't believe our hour's already up. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's, it's, uh, it was amazing to be here and letting me share stories and tips. It was so much fun. It was fun. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you, listener, for listening. I want to remind you again, this is a great time to click subscribe and to share with a friend. And I'm going to ask for a special favor because, you know, we're working on getting the podcast into 50 countries by the end of the year. And so if you have a friend in Finland, Morocco, or Greece, send 
for the podcast of them. I will be so grateful. And I want to see that those countries popping up on, my, on the list for next week. So Finland, Morocco, or Greece for the podcast of them. So we can get them to pop up on the country list. That would be amazing. And I also want to thank Dane Carter, D-A-Y-N-E Carter, because I just realized, I just figured out how to go look at my comments on Apple podcasts and Dane left an awesome, really nice comment. Something that like a family member would have left for me. So I just want to say how grateful I am <laughs> today for that. And um, we'll see you here next week. <laughs>